0: This object, the supermassive black hole, does it have a fancy name other than just, I mean, what is it called?
1: Right now, it is the black hole at the center of M87. Surely you're joking.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Shirley, You're Joking, uh, Dr. Avery Broderick. Um, well, thank you. I'm happy I, to be here. Um, I, I we're both here at APS. This is a really weird setting for doing the podcast for me. <laughs> I don't know. Is this weird well, for you? For, uh, for um, having this kind of uh, attention, media attention, or has this yeah, happened to you before? Uh,
1: no, no. This is a different. This is a different level. I think we've been launched into the stratosphere. Um, I mean, I, I, I've had had press contact before, but uh, this, but is, this is different. Yeah. So, just
0: so our uh, listeners know, uh, I'm sure everybody's seen it by now on the internet. Uh, it went crazy with uh, pictures of the first black hole taken with the uh, Venn Horizon uh, telescope team. Um, and uh, hopefully, you're going to tell us all about it. So, the theme that you're referring to is mm-hmm. everybody seeing that picture and <laughs> going nuts, right?
1: Well, it's, it's thrilling when, when uh, other people share our joy in that mm-hmm. way. You know, we've, we've been excited and, and fascinated and passionate about this for a long time. And to see so many people across the world also Find this exciting and and uh, you know fascinating. Mm-hmm. This is uh, you know simply simply a marvelous thing to us. Mm-hmm. So you also
0: went to Caltech, right?
1: That's right. That's right. I was I uh, was a graduate student in the theoretical astrophysics and
0: relativity group. Awesome. Um, so you were. Uh, I guess you worked with Kip or no? Or no, I I Kip uh, adjacent. Maybe. I was I was <laughs>
1: literally Kip adjacent. Which by the um,
0: way, I saw him this morning again. Yeah, I keep running yeah. into him. Uh, I, it's it's great. He's also getting. Fame too, but for his. Well,
1: thing. He, he deserves <laughs> it. Um, yeah. yeah. Kip is in a, in a whole nother, at a whole nother level, that's for sure.
0: So, um, unfortunately, it's too late to do this with you, but when I had Kip on the show, he had discovered that morning. <laughs> that they had made the discovery, but he couldn't tell us. And so we have this entire episode <laughs> where he's sitting there. We were talking about Interstellar and imaging yeah. black hole the fake imaging of black holes, which is but is very related because uh, that's the picture you guys are really trying to take is a supermassive black hole, but he was trying to simulate it. So we were asking all this stuff about Interstellar and <laughs> everything, and he kept kind of subtly going like, don't you want to ask about LIGO? Why, Kip? That's years off.
1: Well, I, I did not. I did not have that problem. In fact, I think um, in our in our case, um, it was it was uh, clear to people that we had something. I mean, we took the data in two thousand seventeen. Everybody knew that, that that was the time when the data that we analyzed was, was taken.
0: I certainly saw leaks. I mean, I didn't yeah. know for sure, but it was. Uh, you know, I've been trying. I always try and chase. Uh, yeah. For the podcast, I try to well, chase pre-discovery so that I can get like an embargoed interview or was, something. Was but that one was—I could tell something was happening. In, in
1: this, in this case, we—it uh, was amazing how well it got locked down. I don't think mm-hmm. the image got out um, prior to the prior to the announcements. And that's—you uh, know—this is a global collaboration, and quite literally, uh, mm-hmm. sketching the telecons is 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 a. Is a Terribly complicated yeah. process. Yeah, this was a really have, a big somebody group. wakes up at three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like over time. 200 people, if I remember it, it, right. It, it is, but uh-huh. even more than that, we have to be geographically uh, distributed because mm-hmm. we are we are building or we built an earth-sized instrument, and if you have an earth-sized Sorry, instrument, really? you need people around the globe to operate
0: it. <laughs> so
1: so that. Uh,
0: So can you just explain to me how do you make an Earth-sized telescope? I mean, when most people hear that, I think the average person is going to think, that's a really big mirror, but that is not at all what you guys are doing. Obviously, there's no big mirror, but how do you do it? Well, it's
1: pieces of a big mirror. That's quite literally what it is. So, so um, normally, a way a telescope works is, is this, a large mirror collects light over, over uh, the area of its aperture and focuses it down onto a detector where, where you form an, an image and, and take your picture. Um, in this case, our detectors are at locations in the aperture. And so, you can think of this as shards of the mirror. Um, uh, and we rec- or
0: in other words, a mirror after my son has uh, gone away. Right, 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 right.
1: <laughs> except, except in this case, we we have to record the incoming wave fronts mm-hmm. at each one of these locations, and then following. I mean, this is
0: not light. Just to be clear, because right, we can't. That's right. I mean, I would. It would be very awesome to record wave fronts of light, but I'm guessing we can't do that yet. So what do you actually? Well, not, not,
1: not unless not unless you have very very high luminosity. Luminosity, light source. We're recording radio waves, recording microwaves, millimeter
0: wavelength radio waves. So by wavefront, you mean like you're recording the phase and all the detail of the. That's right. So it's less about like counting photons, like how I do in in my work at nuclear physics, that it's more the, the. the, that, the wave that's parts that's, of that's it. exactly
1: right I mean it, it, you could think of this as you know we're taking audio tracks mm-hmm. we're not we're not exposing uh, you know a counter that's just counting up photons that's exactly mm-hmm. right and and then and then when we have these uh, these wavefronts it, it, it's an enormous amount of data mm-hmm. right I mean we, we we had deployed 16 gigabit per second recorders so that we could sample the wavefronts this is 24
0: kilobit rapidly. recorder by the way <laughs> that I used for the podcast just for comparison so I think that's a uh, we, we yeah.
1: produced Half a ton of data. Mm-hmm. That, that's how much it. That's wow. how much it ended up weighing. Like it
0: physically uh, is that. <laughs> the lifetime. I think I saw that photo. Actually, I think yeah, I saw a photo yeah. going around of the size yeah. of the the hard drive.
1: D- Dan, Dan Maroney uh, uh, mentioned that. Uh, he found a study that led him to believe this is uh, the lifetime selfie uh, budget of 40,000 people. <laughs> now, I just want to know, are those millennials? Or does that include, does it include the grandparents? Because, you know, there's a different budget. But than... in any case, in any case, it's enormous, uh, enormous amount of data. And then we bring that back to a computer where we finish the process of reflecting it from the mirror mm-hmm. and bringing it to focus and making the image. And there, there's a bunch of intermediate steps in making that work, and uh, it, is a, it is a big data challenge, and it is a hard computational challenge. But essentially, essentially, it's a distributed mirror across the, across the Earth with a computer-assisted focusing.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> That's quite a selfie. Um, Could you tell me a little bit about the object you uh, photographed? Well, so
1: yeah the, the the target is the supermassive black hole at the heart of Messier Messier 87 mm-hmm.
0: so which was already a really awesome object just with regular telescopes well, I've seen well, pictures of it with a it, massive jet coming out and it's a very big yeah, galaxy right
1: that, that that's right in, in fact it's um, it's the the, the Brightest cluster galaxy in in the Virgo cluster. Mm-hmm. That's a cluster of more than two thousand. I'm a Virgo, by the way. so, <laughs> oh, okay. so then you know all right. about the Virgo cluster. <laughs> so, so yeah, right, right. So so it's a it's it's a massive galaxy in a massive cluster. How massive? And at the center,
0: billion? Are we talking billions, trillions of solar masses? How how massive is massive?
1: Oh oh. Uh, I mean, it's
0: bigger than ours, right?
1: Bigger than ours. Yes. Well, and, one, one to two orders of magnitude larger than ours. Right.
0: Okay. I think in fact I think I saw somewhere that the black hole itself is on the, the scale of our galaxy no no right? no, not, no? Quite, not not quite, quite. our galaxy right.
1: is about a trillion solar masses the uh, the, the the black hole there is, is, is six and a half billion solar masses so wow. well, I mean that's still pretty enormous oh, wow. but, <laughs> but but the, the, fun, the funny thing is right you know, we would call it Messier 87 because it's in Messier's ca- catalog of, of, of things to ignore
0: Right, <laughs> I mean, so because Messi- it's normally the blur- the bright black uh, background to no, no, <laughs> no, other things. He, he
1: he was a comet hunter, uh-huh. and and M eighty seven was a fuzzy. You know, the first time you find a comet, it's a fuzzy patch on the sky. Right. And Messier eighty seven is a fuzzy patch on the sky that's not a comet, uh-huh. and that's what he's cataloged. So was. his
0: this was his. He was putting out warning signs. He like, was don't out claim signs. this is a yeah. discovery. Don't, don't look <laughs> here. <laughs> don't waste your time we'll talk- with this thing. I a, a previous <laughs> episode, we had somebody talking about exoplanets. and... And uh, one of the things that comes up there is they keep rediscovering Mars on accident because somebody in the group <laughs> always accidentally forgets that Mars passes. in. The there, there. <laughs> I there think that's go. the test telescope that has that the problem.
1: There you go. <laughs> but, but, but you're right. It's it, it, M87 is is a famous source now because it, it has had a, for a very long time, uh, uh, people have observed its, its powerful jet, right? It's a jet that extends uh, out to many tens of kiloparsecs and... Mm-hmm. He's very prominent. You but can, this subject, an as this as
0: well. this object, the supermassive black hole, does it does it have a fancy name other than just? I mean, what is it called? I mean, right, right,
1: right now, it is the black hole in, at the center of M87. <laughs> okay. I mean, we've had some discussions in uh-huh. in in, uh, in the collaboration. What, what should we call it when we were writing the papers? We had to come up with a way to refer to it. And there were some heated discussions. Uh, I don't think...
0: Uh, I mean, ours is weird. Uh, our black hole is Sag- Sagittarius A star. Sagittarius A star, yeah. It's, it's,
1: the, it's the brightest <laughs> radio point source in Sagittarius. Mm-hmm.
0: So like it's a star. So
1: the star means it's a point Which is point confusing force. because it's literally... Not it, a star, it, which is well, just right. to make things <laughs> extra confusing. <It>, a asterisk, <laughs> yeah. The the, the, the the star means it's a point source, like a star, right? Okay. Right? and and the A means it's the brightest, and it's in Sagittarius. And so, so if we were going to follow that naming convention, it should be Virgo A star. Except, um, you know, people objected to that, and then somebody said M eighty seven star, and 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 that was in some of the papers, one of the papers. Mm-hmm.
0: It's funny because you could have a. Uh, uh, you could have a, like a little not fortune cookie, but a, what do you call those things? <laughs> <laughs> uh, when things are Virgos, it's like, hey, Virgo, you're a star. All right, <laughs> all right, I'll stop trying to tell jokes. Uh, <laughs> so, why didn't you photograph uh, ours, Sagittarius? What, what, what? Well, yeah, that's, that's It's closer. That's right? a good question. I mean, so there, quite a bit closer. There, there
1: are there are a lot of reasons, and so it is true that it's closer. But for the Event Horizon Telescope, uh, the the key number that matters is the size in angular units on the mm-hmm. sky, and uh, while while our black hole is closer, it is also much much less massive. Mm-hmm. Is it's, that a good thing? I mean, are we well, alive for, because of for that? For us, it's or? a good thing. Okay. Yes, yes. Our, our black hole is very very inactive. It's a, it's a you know un, an under producer. It's in, good, good for us. You don't want to live in M87. Yeah. But uh, but M87 is... Is this because
0: of the uh, x-rays and radiation, or, or is there yeah, something...
1: Active galactic nuclei are, are bad for the neighborhood. That's, That's right.
0: right. <laughs> do they become active and then calm down? I mean, is this a thing we have to worry about? Do we our, have to start our, steering stars away from the black hole? Do we have to think about that on the, the thousand-year plan, or <laughs> what do we yeah, do? Yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe. Maybe. Um, so, so it, maybe maybe million year plan. Million um, <laughs> years? A million years ago uh there's some evidence that our our galactic center was was uh, in the middle of an outburst there are these large bubbles of uh, fermi fermi or gamma ray emission discovered by fermi mm-hmm. the fermi bubbles above and below the uh, plane of our galaxy and the energetics of those are consistent with a uh, a very uh, active period in which our black hole was blasting jets out into out into space around our galaxy okay. and so you know that would be a that would be a that would be an exciting time to be around right uh,
0: or or not I mean yeah so I mean is the possibility that this happens like I
1: I didn't I didn't I didn't say a good time oh (laughs) exciting exciting time time. right like the proverb
0: yes exactly um interesting times Uh, so is is the idea that maybe it eats a big cluster of stars or something or uh,
1: it's it's not clear what sets sets off activity it could be it could be an accretion event where you have a a gas cloud that falls down into the center. It could be uh, a stellar disruption, except I don't think the energetics of uh, the, the Fermi bubbles are consistent with uh, such a transient event. It had to be a sustained event over some time. Oh, okay. And you uh, quite a lot of energy that was pumped into that. Um, but, but. You know, for, for now, it's been been pretty relaxed.
0: Okay, as far as emergencies go, this is on the lower end, I guess. I think for us. I think uh, <laughs> there are
1: more more important daily concerns. That's mm-hmm. right. But this
0: is this, this new technology is exactly what you're gonna you're gonna probably be able to answer that now because you'll be able to look at more and more telescopes and uh, more and more black holes and see. Maybe more some details about what's actually one, happening to the one moment. of
1: the one of the great hopes, uh, the great ambitions that we have is to better understand how black holes interact with their environment, and uh, part of that it determines how they grow. Okay. Another part of that determines how they how they launch jets, which these are outflows, right? So this is material that's flying away at nearly the speed of light. Uh, and, and those outflows can actually halt the growth. They can halt accretion. Right. So there's an interplay. Mm-hmm. Oh, because uh,
0: they, they blow incoming material away? They blow yes. incoming okay. material
1: away. They also heat the material further away, mm-hmm. and the hot material can't settle down. To the bottom of the potential well to be
0: accreted. Okay. So, so this is pretty complicated and it, chaotic. I it, guess it is, it is
1: certainly complicated and chaotic. So people have been studying this this exact issue for, for some time now. Okay. Uh, we have this new insight because we get to see where where this interaction begins, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's something that that, that we expect and and, and uh, you know have great ambitions to to say something about.
0: In, in the coming years so you said that um, you picked it because of its size well what, right. how so big is it actually there, there I mean. were
1: there were a couple things so so it's a uh, M87 is much more massive than Sag a and so even though it's further away, it presents the same size target on
0: the sky. It's because like there, if I remember my GR from, from Kip's class, it's proportional, right? So uh, the radius is proportional right. to That's right, and so, so the, an, the
1: angular size for us goes as the mass divided by the distance. Mm-hmm. So when it's uh, you know 2,000 times further away, but 2,000 times more massive, is the same size. But being more massive also has another side effect, which is very important the time scale for M87 to change is quite long. Mm-hmm. And part of the part of the technique that we use to make these these first horizon resolving images um, requires the Earth to rotate. We're, oh, we're, we're filling in, I, I mentioned at the beginning, these shards of the mirror, these
0: uh-huh. pieces. And you also said it was a worldwide f- effort at all a, times of the day. And that, stuff, that's, so, yeah. right,
1: that's right. <laughs> and as the Earth rotates, those shards Fill in the mirror, mm-hmm. and uh, if if, if uh, the source is changing while the mirror is being filled in, that makes it a much more challenging task. Uh-huh. And in M87, it's not in M87; it's pretty stationary. But Sagittarius star can change, mm-hmm. and so for, you know for that and a handful of other reasons, we made a decision. To you know we have to choose one. Uh, we we have data on on star as well, so so we. You know are certainly uh, turning our attention as time goes on to that as well, uh, you know in, in addition mm-hmm. but uh, you know for the first the choice had to be made and, and th- those were the reasons So it's the same size and it would be stationary through the night okay
0: awesome so can you give me an idea of the size I mean I, my understanding is it's roughly the size of the very outer solar system yeah, yeah. in fact uh, uh, my, my friend um, um, Constantine Badigigan, Posted, tweeted out a little picture. He's he's the Planet Nine guy. He okay. he's, he predicted Planet Nine. He's looking for it. So he he showed a little graphic that somebody had made where like he overlaid Planet Nine's orbit. It's like basically like the size of this thing. Is that? It's uh yeah. It,
1: it's it's about 38 billion kilometers in diameter. Okay. Right. So so now.
0: Now we have to convert into Planet Nine units. <laughs> right,
1: right, right. What's your Planet flight. Nine? Um, <laughs> well, it just changed. That yeah, was we had
0: an episode yeah, yeah. about that actually because he 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 brought it twice as close to the Earth. So it used he thought it was further out. I think he thought it was forty AU and now, yeah, yeah. no 400 AU? no four hundred AU. Now it's two hundred. I don't remember. So I don't th- remember. This is this is right in the this middle planet. of Denver. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't memorize these things. <laughs> well, come on, you have to know these facts. In your
1: fingers, right? Planet Nine. What what if what if it's uh, across the sky? Anyway. Uh, about 100 AU.
0: Okay, 100 AU. All right, so so, so a, but a know, it's billion times or billions of times heavier than our solar. so it's like so,
1: so yeah, six and a half billion times the mass of our of our sun which is the same the same six and a half billion times the mass of our solar system and um, you know our solar system is tiny in comparison to the distance between stars mm-hmm. and um, you know it, it's this minuscule thing and you put that 55 million light years away. Mm-hmm. And it's, and, you know nigh invisible right and so that's the challenge that, that we had to overcome to see this exceedingly tiny object okay so despite you, its enormous mass right, <laughs> right? I mean, that's why black holes are fun uh-huh. because it's so much it's, mass. it's, it's just this it's all these extremes it's that's like right. well
0: it's really tiny and dense but it's huge but it's yeah. far away but it's huge right, 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 exactly. <laughs> it's such a weird yeah contradiction exactly. Um, so, are you going to get higher resolution pictures in the future? Or are you guys uh, calling it quits? Are you oh, there's no, when are we going to no see an interstellar quality one? I know there was some outrage on Twitter because people were complaining it wasn't good enough or something. Um, you know,
1: some people are just never happy. <laughs> but, but, you know, uh, I have good news for them. Uh, we, we, are, we are working on it.
0: Um, Which it's also a weird thing to get upset about because it's like you want to see, you know, a bad, a bad way to find out how, what a black hole looks like is to get closer to it. So well, well, <laughs> hopefully you can figure out a way to do it without us actually doing it that if, way. If,
1: if people get too upset about things and they decide to go visit the black hole, then, you know, maybe that's a self, self-solving problem. Uh, but, but you know, serious. In, in all seriousness, we, we are pushing towards shorter, shorter wavelengths. That's going to improve the resolution directly.
0: Is that the limiting factor? The the wavelength. That's right.
1: So the resolution of a telescope is uh, limited limited by diffraction to be about an angular scale of the wavelength divided by the the aperture diameter. And the, as you said, the aperture, the aperture is the Earth. The making making the Earth bigger is expensive, uh-huh. right? Uh, but, but we can push the wavelength down a <laughs> little.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or what from. about satellites? Are you looking well, at that too? That is
1: another that is another option. That's a that's a very different time scale option because mm-hmm.
0: um, then you could have it be the orbit so, uh, of, anyway, of um, jupiter or earth or something
1: uh, that, that's right i think i think uh, you know may, may, maybe we won't we won't go into uh, uh, interplanetary space at first it might be it might be a, <laughs> so, um, low earth orbit geosynchronous orbit something like that oh, okay. uh, but 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 the um Going to shorter wavelengths is something that we're already involved in. OK, and, awesome. And so there's, there's a chance to do that in the near term. We're also filling in additional stations. Mm-hmm. And so another What's the
0: new wavelength? Sorry um, uh, to interrupt.
1: 0.8 millimeters. Uh, uh, millimeters. So so mili- we oh, from, that's great. We I used went to, from 1.3 millimeters to point 0.8 millimeters. So I that used to work would.
0: at the submillimeter observatory. <laughs> OK, in well, Hawaii. then you
1: know all about <laughs> why we're choosing these bands. Yeah, yeah. because this is
0: the, about the smallest there you can treat it like a photon and a mixing signal, I think. It's 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 in part that,
1: that, but it's also the bane of water vapor, right? The Mm -hmm. the, water water vapor is the bane of radio astronomy, and so there's a handful of windows. Mm -hmm. The next one is is uh, so 690 gigahertz, um, and and uh, the weather just isn't good enough enough places on Earth Mm -hmm. to really do VLBI with that. Which is like graphics card
0: territory, but (laughs) (laughs) is it 690 megahertz? I'm not sure. (laughs) All right. Well, um, it's uh, Dr. Broderick. It's been really fun talking to you. Thank you very much. Uh, Are you going to keep up, or or is this too much press, and you're going to retire? Which one? (laughs) You going to keep going? (laughs) Well, well,
1: uh, you know. I I didn't, in fact, do it for the press. Okay, great. So (laughs) so I I think we might, you know, I put this much time in, we might stick it out. Uh,
0: And and I envy the day that my my talk gets as much press (laughs) as your stuff. Hopefully that'll happen. Hopefully, (laughs) yes. Thanks for being on Shirley Joking.
1: My pleasure.